you for downloading the Two Cities Church podcast, where we are pushing back darkness by spreading the good news of King Jesus. And now, here is this week's message from Pastor Jeff Struker. Hey, I just want to thank you for joining us today. Like I said, today is what we would call Vision Sunday around here. And maybe you feel the same way that I do. Goodbye 2020. Am I right? How many of you just want to say goodbye and good riddance 2020? Because for some of you, 2020 has been a great year. Maybe you got married. Maybe you started a family. But for most of us, 2020 has been the worst year ever. Maybe you lost a job because of the virus. Maybe you lost a family member or a friend because of the virus. Maybe life just got turned upside down. I don't think that there's a person on the planet that cannot say 2020 through some some surprise. I don't know what I'm doing up here. I'm stuttering. 2020 threw some surprises at me that I didn't expect. And what we're going to do, God willing, each year as a church is we're going to cast a vision for what the future holds first Sunday of the year. It's kind of our way of describing where we've been as a church. It's our way of describing where we're headed as a church. It's our way of looking at what the steps are to get there. And probably most important to you, watching this at home or in this room, it's also our way of looking at What is your role in the future? And 2020 for most people have been challenging. It has been difficult. To set this whole thing up, I think I'd like to talk to you about when our family lived in Kentucky. See, we lived in Kentucky for about three and a half years. I worked in Louisville, Kentucky. And when friends or family came to visit us, They would often want to go see a little bit of the sights. If you're a baseball fan, the city of Louisville, Kentucky is famous for the Hillrick and Bransby factory. Baseball fans, true fans would know what that is. It's the factory that makes Louisville Slugger baseball bats. If you're not a baseball fan, then Kentucky is pretty much famous for about four things. It's it's famous for Kentucky bluegrass. It's famous for bourbon. It's famous for betting on horses, and it's also famous for tobacco. Now, if you live in that part of the country, you just call it tobacco. So all four of them start with the letter B. And if you're not into any of those things, like bluegrass music, bourbon, betting on horses, or tobacco, the only other thing to do there was to go a little bit south, almost to the border of Kentucky and Tennessee, and visit Mammoth Cave. It's the world's largest cave system. Our family went more than once to Mammoth Cave. And in the course of this tour through the cave, you can see a picture from Mammoth Cave. It's almost at this spot in the tour that this happens. The tour guide would warn you that in just a second, they're about to turn off all of the lights. Now, they had to warn you about this because the darkness that you're going to experience in Mammoth Cave is unlike anything that you'll find anywhere else. Few people watching this broadcast right now have ever experienced the total darkness that you'll experience in Mammoth Cave. So they turned all of the lights off, and you're in absolute darkness, the kind of darkness where you can't see this right in front of your face. And you could hear the whispers of the people around you because the fear started to get 
uh, great as they turn the lights down. After a very brief pause, the tour guide would turn his flashlight on himself and immediately every eye in the room, every eye in this cavern would look the tour guide and they would start to explain what life is like in a cave for those cave-dwelling organisms. And then they turn the rest of the lights on and you can almost feel a sense of relief when the rest of the lights came on and you could continue the tour through the cave by just enough light to be able to see what's right in front of your face. I remember the anxious fear in the whispers around me when the tour guide turned that light off. And when he flicked his flashlight on, every light, whether you wanted to or not, every eye went straight to that flashlight. And I want to use this moment in the pitch black of Mammoth Cave to explain to you where we're going to go today with this sermon, really to explain to you what 2021 holds for the future of our church. And I'll say it to you this way. No amount of darkness can overpower one small light. When that tour guide flipped his light on, everybody stopped whispering and every eye went to that light. And when the lights in the cave came back on, everybody felt this enormous sense of relief. Just a couple of days ago, we celebrated Christmas. And the Christmas story is God penetrating spiritual darkness. God sending forth his son, born of a virgin, so that he could impact the darkness. So that he could be the light of the world. And then God named him Jesus so that he could be the bright light that would rescue his people from their sins. Today, what I'd like to do is look at just a couple of verses from the beginning of the Gospel of John as it describes the kind of light that Jesus was. John chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 say this. In him, the him in this verse refers to Jesus, in him was life. And that light, or that life was the light of men. And then look at what the Bible says next. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness could not overcome it, or your Bible translation may, not, may say could not overpower it. Jesus' mission on earth was to shine into the darkness and to be the light that would draw all manner of mankind, draw their attention, draw their eyes to them. And we live in a spiritually dark world. I don't want to argue about what technology, how technology is getting brighter, how medicine is getting better, how the economy around the world is getting stronger. That's not what I'm talking about today. Follow me for just a second. I'm talking about real spiritual darkness, darkness evil on our planet. I could wear you out today with statistics. I really could, but I'm not going to. I'll just list a couple of them for you, and I'll start big and go small from there. In 2020, the world's rate of religious restrictions was greater last year than ever in our history. In some countries, it was just rules against practicing your faith. In other places around the world, it was just straight-up persecution. More last year than ever before in human history. In the United States, last year, Check out this statistic. According to the Pew Research Group, more 
atheists understood the basics of the Christian faith than Christians themselves did. Christians became less aware of what they believed. And in our city, this may be true of you wherever you live, but in the city of Columbus, Georgia, in 2020, we set a record. Not a good record. Not the kind of record that you want to be known for. Last year, there were more murders in our city than ever in our history since this city was founded in 1828. More murders last year than ever before. You cannot argue, no matter where you live around the world, that the spiritual darkness is closing in. And you also must believe from the Bible that no amount of darkness, not even mammoth cave darkness, can overpower one small light, like a candle shining in the darkness, every eye goes to that light. So today what I want to do is lay out for you a battle plan for this spiritual warfare that we call fighting the darkness or pushing back the darkness. I want to lay out for you this three-prong approach of how we at Two Cities Church are going to shine a light in a dark world. And here's first the first plan, the first step along the way. What we're going to do as a church is we are going to unashamedly push back the darkness, pushing for change in our community. Two Cities Church is actively engaged in our community actively engaged in pushing back darkness. Some of you may be aware that I just returned about two days ago from South Africa. And I had a, a very quick trip there. But I had a chance to meet with and minister to and be ministered to by some of the people that are connecting with our church from South Africa. It was amazing. At about midnight, almost one o'clock in the morning, with some of us gathered around and just honestly talking about what's happening to Jesus's church universally. We had this real, raw, honest conversation with each other. And we started saying, if you were to measure the way that the church is, what the church is doing, and I'm talking global church, how the global church is doing right now on almost every measurement that you would use, you'd have to say, we're in trouble. And things are not getting better. The church is getting worse. And I really believe that part of the problem in when we are having this raw, honest conversation at almost one o'clock in the morning is that the church is not being active enough, not being serious enough in trying to make an impact in their community. Two Cities Church, the very name itself means that we are a church that is all about the grace of God and doing good for other people. We want people to experience the life-changing gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we also want to just meet them right where we are. So we're a church that believes our first priority is to heaven. And when we meet with people, when we minister to people, we want to make an eternal difference in their lives. That's the first city that we call ourselves Two Cities Church to refer to, but we're also the kind of people that want to make a practical difference right here in the way that people live. If we do gospel work only and don't, make a, uh, don't do any good in somebody's life, we've really left them in the same situation, just longing for heaven. If we do good in their lives, but don't 
introduce them to the Lord Jesus Christ. In the long run, we haven't helped them at all, eternally speaking. And so we're meeting together at about one o'clock in the morning and we're just being raw and we're being honest with each other. And this isn't the language in the room, but after that conversation was over with, I was kind of broken about the spiritual condition of Jesus's church globally. Because what's really happened in Jesus's church is that we have started to become judgmental people that will tell everybody what they're doing wrong, but not give them any hope or any idea how things can get better. Can I use some COVID analogy with you for just a second? We've become, the church globally has become the kind of people that are quickly, easily diagnosing the spiritual condition of people around us like a COVID test and telling them whether or not they're positive. But that's just not Jesus's purpose for his church. We're not supposed to be the COVID test. We're supposed to be the COVID vaccine. And people don't want to know that they've got the virus if you don't have any hope at how to handle the virus, what to do with the virus, this spiritual darkness that's in my life. I don't need you to tell me about it. I'm fully aware of it. I need you to tell me what to do with it and how to handle it. And the churches become easily, quickly the COVID test for spiritual darkness around them. But forgot that they have the COVID vaccine for spiritual darkness, the vaccine for sin. And unfortunately, they've held on to it and kept it to themselves. So when I use the word push, I'm using active verb language. Like, we're not going to sit back and just let spiritual darkness come after us. We're not going to let our community descend into chaos. No, we're going to roll up our sleeves. And we're going to penetrate the darkness. And as a church, we're going to make a difference. First level of attack is to say we're not built as the people of God to just simply diagnose a problem and leave it there. No, our real mission on earth is to give them the solution to the problem, to offer men life. And the life is the light of Christ. Step number two, this three-pronged approach is that we're going to get people back to reality. Now, if you're sitting there saying, Jeff, that's, that's, that statement doesn't make any sense to me. Let me explain the word reality for just a second. I'm talking about church people being raw and honest and vulnerable with each other. I'm talking about church people being, look at those first four letters in the last word, being real with other people. See, what we said in South Africa, and I wish that everyone who's watching this broadcast was in that room with us. What we said is that people all over the world are lonely and they're looking for something. And we said that shallow doesn't satisfy. You can see this on the screens, but I just need you to go ahead and to say this out loud. Shallow doesn't satisfy. Would you say that? You see, people are lonely and they're looking for more. And when they show up at a church, what they're asking is, can I be real with you? And would you be real with me? And what they're asking is, would, would you accept me, my flaws and my mistakes and my vulnerabilities and all? Would you just be 
honest with me. Can I tell you how bad loneliness is in America? In January of last year, before we even knew there was a COVID virus, 61% of Americans, more than three out of every five, said I'm lonely right now. So lonely, in fact, that a major American drug manufacturer, Cigna, said we have to do something about this because it's at an epidemic level, the loneliness in America. And then COVID hit. And the very few opportunities that you had to be in other people's presence disappeared. And now loneliness, I can say this without any hesitation, is at an all-time high all over the world. And people show up to a church, and what they long for is to genuinely be in a relationship with other people. Unfortunately, what they get is they get people that are shallow and superficial. It's like a bakery, right? You show up to a bakery, and you're there to buy bread. But instead of selling bread... This bakery has nothing but rubbish behind the counters. And they say, what kind of rubbish do you want? Because we have this version of rubbish, or we have that version of rubbish, or we have this version of rubbish. What kind of rubbish would you like? And we're saying, no, 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 I'm hungry, and I went to a bakery to buy bread. Where's the bread? And instead of providing genuine, real, honest, vulnerable relationships, But the church, many churches, that's not true of this church, but it can easily happen to us. What many churches do is provide shallow, superficial relationships. And people walk away and say, I guess the church, not just this church, but I guess the church isn't for me. Because I need to be around the kind of people where I can look people in the eyes and say, I hate to tell you this, I'm ashamed to say it, but I've got to get this off my chest. I am sick and tired of my marriage, and I don't think I want to be married to my husband anymore. Where a guy can say, I have to get this off my shoulders. I'm struggling with pornography, and I don't know where to go next. Where somebody can say, I'm wrestling with addiction, and I need somebody who will come alongside me. Where a guy can say, I'm wrestling with PTSD, and I don't want to just take a handful of drugs and numb the pain. I need to know that I can let my guard down and that you would be willing to hear what I have to say. That's the kind of relationship that people who are living in spiritual darkness are looking for. And that's the kind of relationship that we're going to focus on in 2020. And those relationships are found in life groups. You see, what I found in my life group was genuine, raw, vulnerable people being real with one another. In fact, in the last few weeks alone, I've heard people from my life group say, I've been burned by the church before, and I never thought that I could get this deep with church people again. I've heard people say, I, I really got hurt in the past, and this is the first time that I have let my guard down like this in a long, long time. I'm telling you, everyone on the planet is looking for that, and it doesn't come easy. And the way to get there to go back to being real and raw and vulnerable with each other. That's why I'm almost fanatical up here about our life groups because you just can't get that kind of 
raw honesty in a big group church setting, it only happens when three to five people, maybe six or seven, gather together in a small group setting and they really get vulnerable with each other. So we're going to push for change in our culture. We're not just going to let spiritual darkness happen. We're going to actively make a difference. And we're going to get back to reality. And the third and the final step that I want you to hear is a quote that comes directly from Dr. King. What we're going to do is we're going to keep in mind that you can't overpower darkness with darkness. Darkness cannot drive out of darkness. Here's exactly what Dr. King said in one of his famous sermons when he was challenging the racial injustice of his day. He said, darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And what the church is called to do is to be light that penetrates darkness and love that moves in where there is hate and makes a real tangible difference. That's what the church of Jesus Christ is supposed to do. When Jesus left earth, he remembered, he never got off track. He remembered his mission was to move in and to show light in dark environments. And when Jesus was on a mountainside getting ready to leave earth and go back to the Father in heaven, he took the mission that God gave him, his reason for existing, and he gave it to his people. On the Mount of Olives, he handed them the Great Commission. And he said, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving this earth to descend back into darkness. No, no, no. It's now your job as my people to go penetrate the darkness and to do the thing that I was doing. He even told his disciples earlier, you'll do greater things than I did because there are many more of you that can go much farther than I was able to go. Jesus said, my mission, God sent me here to be the light, the life, the life that would become the light of men. And now that I'm leaving, I'm leaving you, my people, to show the life that will become the light of men. I'm giving you my mission. And that mission is for me. But by the way, that mission is for every person that's watching this today who claims the name of Jesus Christ. Your mission on earth is to drive out darkness. And hate can't drive out hate and darkness cannot drive out darkness. No, God has left us on planet earth to be the light that would drive out the darkness. Now let's just get real and practical about what this looks for you. This year, Two Cities Church is going to ask something of you. This year, what we're going to ask you to do, you can see it up on the screens, is that you would reach one person, just one person, who is living in spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness means far from the light, far from the life that leads to the light of men, far from Jesus. And sometime during the course of 2021, would you reach one person and would you ask them to join you in a life group? 
Now, what that means is that if you're going to do this, you have to already be plugged into a life group, and we're going to start those back up in a few weeks. You'll hear more about that in just a second. But here's the idea. I just want to paint a picture for you in, my, in your mind, because my hope, my goal, my prayer and passion for 2021 is at the end of this year, our church looks like this. About 50% of the people that are plugged into our church, about 50% of the people that are currently in our life groups don't know Jesus and don't like the church, but they're starting to like us and they're starting to let their guard down. And if we reach that statistic, I will be over the moon about what we're doing as a church. You see, the goal is that maybe you start watching this broadcast from your house. And maybe you invite two or three other people that are connected with our church to watch the broadcast from your house. And each one of you make a decision. We're going to invite one person. Each one of us are going to invite one person that's far from Jesus and living in darkness to come to our house and to watch this broadcast. You don't have to watch it live on Sunday. You can watch it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday or at 1 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday for all of you college students that are cramming for exams. And then after the service is over with, you gather around a table and you eat a meal together. And we provide some discussion questions and you just open up the mobile app and you start reading those discussion questions and the questions themselves are not important. Your answers are not really important. The discussion question are a springboard, a diving board to just get you to go deep in relationship with each other. And I promise you, if you're in a group where there are six or eight people and half of them are far from Jesus and you get connected and open up and get vulnerable and break bread with one another in 2021, I'm going to make a promise to you. You will see the Holy Spirit of the living God do miracles in the lives of people around you. If you will just make a commitment that you will reach one person in 2021 and get them to come join you in this life group where you're starting to live life and let down your guard with other people. That's the thing that I'm going to ask of every single one of us, myself included, this year. And at the end of 2020, we will be able to say, we went into the darkness and we penetrated the darkness. We pushed back the darkness and we made a real difference for King Jesus. Now, each week, we ask you, now that you've heard from the Bible, now that you've heard what 2021 has in store for us this week, would you make a commitment? Now, this commitment isn't to me. It's not to this church. This is a commitment between you and Jesus. So maybe you're part of our church. You've already been connected. You're getting involved. You're ready to let your guard down. Maybe number two on the screens represents you. Every Christian should be able to say, I will push back darkness in the year 2021. But maybe number one on the screen represents somebody who's watching this broadcast at home. And maybe you would say, I am not genuinely a Christian. I mean, I've gone to church. I understand what the Bible teaches, but I don't think I've ever stepped across that line of faith. I realize this feels completely awkward and like we're taking a left turn, but I don't want to stand in front of you and not present the opportunity for somebody to step across the line of faith and to experience new life in Christ. So maybe what you need to do in just a moment is to surrender your soul to Jesus Christ. I'm going to say a prayer for you. And maybe in this prayer, you would just simply cry out to God in faith 
and you would experience eternal life. Would you bow your heads and let's pray together for just a second? Father, I cannot see someone's soul, so it's really inappropriate for me to act like a thermometer, to act like a COVID test, and to tell them where they are spiritually. Only you can see someone's soul. But I do believe that you have said it's through the foolishness of preaching that you will draw men and women unto yourselves, that you will turn them into new creation, new creatures. So right now, God, I'm praying that somebody who's watching this stream, maybe they're in this room, maybe they're in their living room, would cry out to you a prayer of faith and would find eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe they would just simply say, God, I admit it, I'm a mess, I'm a sinner, and I can't fix this on my own. And so God, right here, right now, I am turning from my sins and turning to you for the first time. This is what the Bible word repentance really means. And they're, they're saying, God, I repent of my sins, I'm sick of it, and I am turning to you. And asking you, would you forgive me? Would you clean me up? Would you change me? Because if you will, God, I will follow you wherever you ask me to go. I will do whatever you ask me to do. I am turning it all over to you. And God, if that prayer is from a sincere heart, your Bible says this in many places. That you hear it from heaven. That you honor that sincere prayer. And I'm asking that you would turn somebody into a new man or a new woman from the inside out. God, the darkness seems like it's pressing in on all sides, and I believe that you've called your people not to sit back behind the walls of a church and to hide and to wait to go to heaven. You've called them to penetrate the darkness, to push back the darkness, and to go into dark environments with the light that is the life of men, with the gospel message of your son, Jesus Christ. So God, would you cause me this year, would you cause everyone watching this who calls themselves part of Two Cities Church, able, willing to make a commitment that this year they're going to reach one person that's in spiritual darkness, and next year both of us will reach two people, and the year after that we'll reach four people until everyone has heard about the great gospel of our glorious Savior, King Jesus. God, would you use your people to penetrate into dark places and to make a genuine difference in someone's life as we get real and raw and honest with somebody this year. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to stay in touch by joining our email list through the link in the show notes. Have a great week.